Welcome to The Conversion Show, a podcast that's all about, you guessed it, conversions. Everything that gets you to your goal, whether that's purchase, lead capture, app install, content downloads, chat engagement, or demo requests, we're talking conversions. Hosted by Eric Christensen, CEO and co-founder of leading conversion optimization platform, Just Do Know. On The Conversion Show, Eric sits down with industry-leading marketers, e-commerce growth experts, founders, and entrepreneurs to chat all things conversion marketing. Be sure to follow The Conversion Show podcast to be notified when a new episode goes live. Like what you hear? Leave us some love with a review. And now, here's your host, Eric Christensen. Hi, everyone. This week, we're bringing back the crossover episode from Show Me Your Tech Stack since we got great feedback from the first one this week. We're bringing CJ Deguara, who is in charge of e-commerce at eBoost, a healthy energy choice for those looking to fuel their busy days. CJ and I are both passionate about building customer-centric businesses, and in this episode, we dive into the merits of different e-commerce tools, marketing strategies we've used to get to the next level, and how to combat the ROI problem that so many marketers are facing these days. So hope you enjoy this next installment of Show Me Your Tech Stack and the Conversion crossover show. Take care. Welcome to Show Me Your Tech Stack. We're learning what technologies the leading brands are using to achieve conversion excellence. I'm your host, Eric Christensen, CEO and co-founder of Just Uno. And today I'm joined by CJ DeGuara. CJ is the marketing strategist with consulting and hands-on experience in the U.S. and international markets, currently responsible for e-commerce at eBoost. It's an all-natural, healthy energy alternative for those looking to fuel busy days in a clean way. I might also add they've been a Just You Know customer since 2019. So welcome to the show, CJ. Thank you for having me, Eric. I'm looking forward to having this conversation with you. Absolutely love uh, Just You Know and your team. Very supportive, uh, especially in terms of designs. I have a thing with coming up with different ideas, so to speak, of what we want to do to improve the customer experience. And I'm sure I drive your team crazy sometimes, but they are absolutely awesome. And I'm looking forward to our conversation here today. Well, well, thank you. And uh, for me, connecting with, with our own customers is, it's everything. I know we share a customer-centric philosophy and in our approach to business. Um, so with that, I'd kind of like to start with um, just jump into it and share a personal customer experience that I just 45 minutes ago experienced. So talking MarTech, talking technology on site, I notice you promote a store locator on your, on your store, on your site. So this morning, I went to eBoost. <laughs> and you know 45 minutes later i'm 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 holding this delicious drink can we start off by first let's do a little product placement here can you share just a little bit about eboost and you know what what am i drinking here the eboost super fuel you are indeed so basically the the philosophy at eboost and even from its conception 10 over a little over 10 years ago now is having the products like energy drinks, for example, that you're drinking anyway, but with no compromises. So, for example, some major differences between Superfuel and most other energy drinks on the market 
especially in the low calorie category, we use natural ingredients, even caffeine. One thing that most people don't realize is a lot of caffeine and energy drinks is synthetic. We only use natural sources. Um, the other thing is there's more in super fuel than what you would expect in most energy drinks because the aim is to support your overall energy levels as opposed to giving you that really quick peak it's more to give you that steady energy which is why there's 10 vitamins there's three nootropics in there you've got minerals antioxidants as well so rather than maybe other mixes where you would see a high caffeine content with guarana or so on, right? There, the focus is on how do we support you for, for that longer, as opposed to, it's still got a nice buzz, like a nice caffeine buzz. <laughs> well, I but, see you have a green, it's green coffee seed, so plus green tea for the, the caffeine, you know? So, uh, well, thanks for the breakdown. So, and it's, it, it's refreshing and, and I definitely need it today. Um, let's talk about the realities of business and the realities of technology and customer experience. So, uh, and this will be our first because uh, analyzing your site, I see you're using reviews with Yotpo and we'll, we'll, we'll get into the different uh, technologies you're, you're leveraging. So let's start with the store locator. I noticed you, there was a message bar up top. I looked at home and I looked, so when I was on my desktop, I looked at <clears throat> uh, there was two locations right right by me, so I first went to the nicer one, Andronico's Market, and um, I went there. I walked, I walked the whole store, and uh, I couldn't find it. So um, I, uh, you know, I asked, and I looked. So okay, so I guess interest, you know, interesting. I wonder how that technology works. So then I I used my phone to go to your website and right up top was a banner asking, uh, you know, what does it say? It, it said, and wait, know. use our store locator. Yes. So I clicked that. I went on it. Um, I had to use two fingers to move the map and the CVS had it. So then, uh, which was just right down the way. So I went to the CVS and there were uh, two left. I got the last two. Uh, so the store locator did work. Um, let's, so that that's your shelf. In all fairness, that CVS seems to be low on everything. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I do notice they are doing a two for one. So your promotion of no buy one, get the second half off. I want to try two flavors. I bought two. I bought the last two on the shelf. Popular product selling out. So that was my online to offline experience, which is really unique. So can we start, can you educate us a little bit of how that store locator software works? So basically, in fact, we're looking at upgrading it at the moment because oh, perfect. We, we've expanded into Walmart, CVS nationwide. Basically, we're, we're becoming a lot more available in more retail locations, Wegmans, Publix, down here in Florida, uh, Atlanta, you know, etc. But yeah, I, I should say I'm in um, the San Francisco Bay Area, area. Uh, just north of it in Marin. So it actually integrates with our stock system, 
what happens sometimes is that maybe a store didn't bring them from from the back to to their shelves yet so that for us is very hard to track mm -hmm. uh, but it actually does tie in to our retailers stock levels so it should what happened to you should not happen in theory but as we know with technology sometimes uh, you get real life situations where either it's in stock in the back or for some reason there was a delay in delivery because we work on anticipated like basically minimum stock levels and if if there's a slight delay in delivery that could happen where it's not on the shelf yet because it hasn't arrived at the store because we calculate basically from shipping day in relation to to those stock levels this is the second day in a row i've heard shipping apps shipping technology coming you know it's such a critical component and there's a lot of um you know when it comes to conversion optimization shipping is the number one reason don't people don't check out either it's too expensive or it takes too long or they're just they don't the retailer doesn't communicate when that product is going to arrive and we're talking inventory, shipping, that whole back office life is so critical. And one reason I got out of retail, I never want to see inventory again. We were running a hundred thousand square foot warehouse, you know, and with that is uh, with, uh, I was talking yesterday with, with uh, Dan about growth marketing is it's critical to understand the entire business all the way through because that's affecting your ability to market on the front end of the site. Mm -hmm. And it's tied into a whole other world that most people don't understand or don't see. But if you respect it and understand it, you can make your product better on the front end. Indeed. In fact, one of the things we use, so basically you, you were talking about that experience, right? For the customer. So part of our tech stack is Clavio alongside Yotpo. Uh, but then we use Aftership and tie into as well our warehouse providers uh, services. But one thing we've done over at eBoost is we'll actually notify the customer at different stages of the delivery process. Just a quick email, nothing crazy. We, we don't want to drive them wild, but we understand that kind of stress of not knowing when something is going to arrive and, and so on. So we actually update like, when it ships a little not at the same level as amazon if you like right we're not tracking to your door um you're not going to see the driver and he's four st four stops away which i think is okay for our kind of product but the other thing we do is once you've received the product once we get that delivered notification we wait 24 hours and actually send an email or text message depending on the contact information we have for the client like are you happy with the product? Like, did it arrive in good order? Because a lot of people, like, they'll maybe receive maybe two cans damaged or something. They mm -hmm. might not be the type of person to voice it, but you know that you haven't given them the right customer experience. It's not something you can control. These things happen in shipping. We, we take our time, like, with packaging and padding and everything. But how do I make sure that it's really easy for the customer to voice a concern immediately so that we can make it right? And that's built into what we're doing. So that kind of leads in. I have three follow-up questions here. 
Um, specifically, you mentioned you're looking at potential new store locator software. Is what can you tell us what you're currently using and what you're looking at? Okay, so I don't know of any. Is it home? Is it just a plugin from? <laughs> I'll I'll be honest with you. The initial setup for the store locator wasn't something I was on. So I'll get back to you a bit towards the end. Cool. No worries. And then um, we'll basically. I know that we're looking at a few new ones, but it's we set haven't settled. We what we've decided is that we want to improve it, and we know what we want. We're at that stage. Yeah. And now we're about to go hunting to see. You All know, right. Read other people's reviews, etc., to kind of decide on the one that would be the best fit. You know, it's crazy. I don't know of any. This this is interesting. We okay. Here we go. See. Store locator by store mapper is what we're using at the moment. So okay. store mapper. Okay. And we might still use them. It might just be we're not you know, fully leveraging their system, which I think happens to a lot of us in terms of maybe when we set it up the first time, Mm -hmm. set something up the first time that's like with just uno every time like we dig deeper we find oh there's this new functionality or this old one that we didn't realize was there and now we can leverage it it's the 10 percent rule most people just use 10 percent of software and they may use different a different 10 percent. you know i will say my experience was fine i thought the ui was great um and the the Follow-up to that is I was wondering how many people like myself use that feature. Are you able to, to track, you know, you have it featured in your top banner. Is, is there any sort of um, attribution to how many people are actually using that? I mean, we, how we would do, you? We do track it through the analytics. I would say about 15%, um, especially since we put the banner towards the top. Mm -hmm. um, Pretty much major places we're purchased is either in store, especially for energy drinks, right? But normally before you're buying a case, uh, unless it's kind of like ours where there's something special about it in a sense, right? Yeah. It, it's not really comparative to every other energy drink. So you might buy it online even the first time. But normally it's more you went to your store or you went to a gas station, you tasted it, you liked it, and then you're like, I'm going to stock up. So the store locator is... I'm looking for your domain on here. Well, if you type in eBoost, we're going to come up first. My yeah, you will. But can, actually. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just checking to see. There it is, eBoost.com. Um, okay. So let's... I think we've beaten up the, the store locator. Can uh, that kind of moves into subscription? I notice you're offering uh, the su subscription, buy, you know, buy one time or subscription. Mm -hmm. I'm really curious to learn more about how your approach and how that's going for you and, and what software you're using. So, one thing we, we've actually noticed is people are slowly moving away from subscription. We use Recharge, great platform, nice and, nice and easy, and it integrates well with Shopify. But one thing we've also noticed is 
people aren't as into subscriptions. We went through a really strong period of the subscription economy. I'm not talking about SaaS. I'm talking more like food products and so on at the moment. Um, people seem to have moved away a bit from that. I don't know whether it was the whole stint with with COVID that did that. I'm not 100% certain. But what we found is working interestingly well is repeat.io. So we'll we'll give you sort of the same offer in a sense, but instead we're sending you a reminder. So we're inviting you, by the way, you're probably running low on stock. Would you like to top up? It's commitment without the commitment kind of thing. You sign up for the reminders. If you just click yes, we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and process an order really quickly for you. But it it's less commitment than hey, I'm going to sign up for this, leave my credit card details there and forget about it. All right. So that's an interesting recon there. And did you say it's repeat.io? Yes. It's not, for some reason, it's not coming up for me. R-E-P-E-A-T.io? I think so. Give me a second. Yeah, no worries. My, okay. Repeat.ai. So as you look that up, it's so interesting because i'm tr i'm trying to i'm trying to understand the subscription world because i'm hearing a lot of mixed things uh you know is it you know people are starting to get subscription burnout you're starting to see companies pop up i saw a commercial yesterday of like we'll manage your subscription for you essentially in one place because there's people have so many now that they forget about them and it's just is pinging their credit card. So people are kind of hesitant to add any more repeatable purchases on their card. The other is you have um, like wine clubs. They, they've been the longest standing kind of product of that. And I'd be curious what the lifetime value is for them. But um, uh, in average, it sounds like, you know, what I'm hearing is the, the subscription model is is the lifetime value isn't necessarily there. Um, it depends. I mean, we've got customers that um, have been with us a long time. They've gotten used to that subscription model, especially on our super powders and our pre-workout products where they've gotten used, they know they love our product. They've, we've got customers that have been with us for nine years. Wow. Just, like, it, you, so for them, yes, you know, I mean, we're, we're not going to remove that subscription ability, but as new, new customers come in, we're seeing a good client lifetime value, but we're at the same time, how would I put it? They're not subscribing, but they're still buying monthly. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're happy with that, but I think there's just that aversion to being tied in as much as they yeah. used to be and it's get repeat.io oh, so. yeah. all these dom domain names and then they kind There's of so many of those you're like dude come on i just want to find your site i'll know their name and i still can't get it just like this the buy again button for g cool this i this is a, a company i've never heard of i'm definitely going to add them to the list to check out you know, our goal, what, you know, what we're working to do is really create a consortium of um, tech technologies within the marketing stack that, that help digital marketers achieve conversion excellence. 
Like, what are these friendly other apps that we want to introduce and make sure are working together, you know, with Just Juno? You know? um, so uh, this is a win right here. Great. So, okay, you know, the, the question is, is this subscription model, like uh, the way I view affiliate marketing, everyone thinks it's this end all be all, it's how you're gonna, it's like incredible. But when you actually dig in and look at the reality is that the, the numbers may not be as exciting as what everyone's hearing, but we'll see. I, I think it depends on the industry and also more specifically the product. As I was saying, like for super fuel, Mm -hmm. Maybe, but there's also that kind of omni-channel purchasing, which I think COVID created as well, where you want to be able to buy it from the, the supplier's website or from a platform like Walmart or Amazon, but then you might also just pick it up at the store because you were there and you're like, okay, I'll take a case of that along with my other shopping, but then you're tied into that subscription. So are there any other similar apps to getrepeat.io that I may not see on your site here besides the uh, obvious? Not, not particularly. Um, one thing I'm very interested in, and you did a webinar about it recently, but um, is kind of that first party data and maybe even identity resolution solutions, which you and I both love ensuring that the customer is getting an excellent experience, right? We're very customer centric and there's kind of a balance between the data that you should and should not have on a customer in a sense, right? And I think that's something that we're definitely looking into, but at a level where it's there to improve the customer's experience as opposed to Invading privacy, if you like, um, would be, I well, think there's no, exactly. a very delicate how, balance there. How do you make, <clears throat> make it easier? You know, as we talk about, you know, you as a digital marketer, your goal is to get the consumer to, with your website to check out either lead capture to sales conversion, not to abandon their cart, to add more items to the cart for the AOV and ideally, you know, pick up some zero first party data you know, all encompassing a positive customer experience. And, you know, one thing I loved was your, your, your cart. It reminded me of Chubby's cart where you have the slide out and then you have the add the sample pack. You know, to me, that was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's cool. And it's, it's free. So it's a nice little extra with their order. Uh, it's yeah. going to, I, I think it adds to the experience, like coming back to the identity resolution side as an example, right? With identity resolution software, theoretically, if you give me your email address, I can probably get your phone number. Yeah. It's those things that are still kind of, I think what Apple did with reducing our tracking ability, it's forced marketers to start thinking about those kind of solutions. Uh, at more the SMB level, where before it was something only for maybe mortgage lenders, credit card companies, and so on. And, and I'm not sure where that takes us. Like, how does my customer feel, right? If, if we were in a retail environment and you came into my store three times, the fourth time you come in, I should know you. 
But how creepy would it be if you went into a niche shop that you're not signed into and they went, hi, X name. And it's really finding that balance where also you don't make the customer feel uncomfortable. I think I'll pass over to you on that thought. Well, you know, the, the iOS um, change has been the underlying uh in with a lot of conversations with retailers I'm, I'm having it impacted a lot of businesses and how they operate uh, it impacted revenue uh, across the board you know one question i have is you know how this ios <clears throat> changes impacted the tools that that you use or how you're using them or have you turned some off have you added some to to address this ios change i think the the biggest side would definitely be ensuring that we've got that first party data. Um, the other thing is also, as we're talking about, right, is identity resolution software something to consider or, or do we need to respect customers' privacy? I think those are the challenges in terms of adapting to this new world because you want to give that tailored experience, right, to your customer you want to recommend the product that's actually going to be a great fit to them, which kind of is the same with ads. And I think that really the way we're, we're moving is due to those changes because we need to be able to give you a great experience, introduce you to our different offerings by striking that neat balance and that is causing a change in app stacks. You know, with your you know first party data that um, you're, you you are collecting as visitors on your site, where are you passing that? What apps are you, if you're comfortable kind of talking about that, you know, how are you leveraging that first party data? Um, I know that mailers have become very popular, I, you know, Technologies come and go like this. Like email was getting beaten down when social was on the big rise. Everyone's like, oh, email's dead. And then guess what? Email came back. You know, just like, you know, mail, you know, the, uh, you know, I'm getting postcards left and right now in the mail. I'm sure, you know, everyone is because it, it turns out it still works. Um, I, yeah, I remember like, when, if you were my friend, I could see your email address. On <laughs> uh, actually, at one point, if you were connected to my page, I could. And also, if I had a Facebook page, if I posted something, I knew it would reach you. Um, times, times definitely change. I think in terms of what we're using in our tech stack and so on, like I would say, I'll keep it to Clavio. We do, we do have some other tools in there that, that we're using, but we're still early on them. So Shopify audiences is really interesting. Um, that uh, came out about um, two couple of months ago, not even. And I think if I had to mention probably one of the most underused tools in Shopify is Shopify Flow which I really love. I think too many people, like there are a lot of apps everywhere, and but Shopify flow is really, really powerful with regards to what you can do with your customer data, tagging them correctly, 
based on what they're doing on your website, what products they're buying, how frequently they've bought it. I, I do recommend like before you start looking everywhere else, have a look at maybe what Shopify flow can do for you internally, especially if you then pair it with something as cool as just Stuno for, for that experience on the site. The other thing, obviously there's adapting the site depending on who's coming over, right? Optimizing the pages accordingly. But what I found is in many cases, Justuno is a really good tool for that without necessarily needing to go too far in terms of how you're optimizing what the customer is seeing when they visit your site, right? Changing it depending on where they're coming from and so on, or creating a bunch of landing pages. I find that especially as you've added more functionality into just Uno, it's a great tool to give that great customer journey when they're coming in and you know if they're already a customer maybe you're giving them a different offer if they're new there's an entry offer i i really like that side of your product you know with with marketing there's only so much time and resources in the day and, you know, there's a million things we can always do. And, you know, even looking at, you know, starting from the very top of looking at just the basics of where your traffic's coming from, speaking to that international audience, because their experience is different. You forget the currencies they use. Shipping is a completely different experience for them, dealing with tariffs, dealing with, you know, that, that entire experience. When it comes to, you know, mentioning Shopify, are, are you, uh, which Shopify platform are you on? Are you plus? plus. Shopify plus. plus. Um, when it comes to uh, checkout, are you leveraging the, the Shopify pay? We do, yes. Yeah. To, it is used, not as much as I would have expected, to be honest, but it, it is definitely part of our stack and an option. I'm, I'm going through your checkout, trying, trying to see it there. You know, speaking of time and resources, one question I actually love to ask my own my own team is, is one that really evokes how to get to the bottom of solving problems within our own operation as we're trying to align and, and cut, cut out duplicity and really be efficient and focused. In your average day, what's something that really holds you back from achieving your goals? Like something that you're like, the end of the day you're sitting around the dinner table and you're just bitching about you're not that, that's not the right word you're like internally you're like you're like what the hell like why you know it, it can be anything from like leadership not buying in on something you know it can be broken software or bad software you know what you know stores being out of stock when it says it's in stock <laughs> look um here at eboost everything's always perfect, nothing ever goes wrong. We're always at optimal efficiency and effectiveness. Now, that being said, I'll dig into my past uh, <laughs> for a moment here. I think some of the most uh, time consuming things can be reporting sometimes, especially if you're reporting on the wrong data. Uh, a lot of time might be spent, you know, figuring out what is really critical to report on uh, and the other is troubleshooting. I think those are probably the two things that, you know, when you have an app connection and it breaks down and you're trying to figure out what's caused this and so on, there's a lot of time. So 
if you can find me a tool that will kind of come in and do an immediate diagnosis and find where a particular problem is, like an AI engine that can kind of go in and uh, identify where the exact problem is or the optimization point is. Because I think I, I live by three letters, effort, efficiency, effectiveness. And I think that it's that effectiveness part when, when you're not, you can be putting in all the effort, running as efficiently as possible, but if you're running in the wrong direction, you've just wasted all your time. So I like to kind of look at those three as a balance. And the things that frustrate me is if I'm working on something like tracking a particular number that really didn't need to be tracked in the first place, but I'm spending not a crazy amount, I'm spending maybe 10 minutes a week on it, but it's 10 minutes that didn't need to be put into tracking that particular number. And when you're tracking an hour line, right, you're tracking all these different data points, you might have 30 or 40 things that you're tracking. They're taking 10 minutes a week, but they add up. Yeah. And you're like, okay, which ones of these are not as critical and they're keeping my eye off the one that is. You just, you just threw out a lot of good stuff there. Um, <laughs> you know, the analysis paralysis kills businesses, you know, the effort, efficiency, effectiveness, like for us, when, when similar to that, we say, let's work smarter, not harder, you know, similar, similar concepts there, you know, the last time that's something I'm going to talk with Travis further about, you know, as we talk about conversion, excellence, site speed, very important to conversion optimization. And, you know, just, you know, being an on-site tool, we often are right in the forefront of, you know, the finger of like, you're, mm-hmm. you know, you're affecting my site. We're, we're, we are, a, we load a, a synchronous, we don't affect site speed, but we have to go in oftentimes and prove it's not just, you know, and, and our tech team will go in and, and actually find the culprits for clients. Um, which, you know, it's just one of those things we do for customers, you know, being customer centric, centric, we want to solve it for them. We don't want to just say it's not us. We go in and solve it, but you know, it takes, it takes time. And, um, uh, the, the other is what should I report on? That's one we've heard recently of, they know they should be doing, you know, people need guidance when it comes to conversion optimization, like what really matters to show growth is the key thing is at the end of the day, you know, our job is to increase sales. And there's oftentimes there's quick wins we can do, but then there's long, you know, long tail things we can be doing. But at the end of the day, we only have so much time, so many resources. Um, where should it be? And the last thing we want to do is spend it working on an analysis report of something that probably our gut is already telling us. Agreed. Well, you know, we're hitting our 30 minute mark and, you know, one thing, you know, I'm already going to be running to my team with a few things here to be checking out. <laughs> Got collapsed. The, uh, you know, one thing we, we like to do is kind of turn, turn it around. I know you do a lot, you know, you do a lot of interviews yourself and you talk with people. You know, if if we flip the coin here and you had you were the host and I was I'm the next guest, 
What would be a question you might like to ask um, our next guest that I, I'm going to ask them this question? It's going to come. Oh, from the next guest. guest yes. not you. Okay. I, I see how, yeah. how you, you're yeah. making me a problem for the next guest, not mm -hmm. for yourself. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> All Thanks. right. I think, and this is a question I like to, to ask in general. If you could only do one thing in the next 30 days, that will take you maybe five to 10 hours, what would it be to improve your sales, to improve whatever their specific role is, right? Um, what, what they're trying to achieve, maybe customer experience, maybe. But if you only had five to 10 hours that you could work in the next month, you're going to be on holiday the rest of them enjoying your snowboarding or surfing or whatever you enjoy just five to ten hours what where would you allocate your time i like it goals achievable goals you know with that um if you have a few more minutes just to finish off our our tech stack conversation because we didn't obviously didn't get to everything no. um are there any favorites on your site right now that we may have missed? I noticed you're using uh, reviews. Looks like Yotpo. Yotpo is great. Uh, we we also use SMS Bump by Yotpo. Um, oh, yeah, they they yeah we're working with them. They acquired them like two years ago, three years ago. Yeah, uh, Gorgeous is great for yeah. for managing customer experience and customer care. Uh, we They're a great team to work with. Mm -hmm. I think though, if I had to like give a takeaway, uh, and maybe this is just me, definitely look at what Shopify Flow can do. It's already in your stack. Yeah. I know I mentioned it before, but no, the amount of customizations we've been able to do by using Shopify Flow and then tying with tools like Justuno and Clavio, just because of the ability to tag like specific actions that maybe you might not be able to track through something like Clavio, but you can send the data to it. Um, to me, that, that would be my takeaway, I guess, part of the tech stack that is underused and could be very useful to people. You heard it here. Show me your tech stack. Five to 10 hours in the next month, spend it studying, implementing Shopify Flow. <laughs> How's thank that? You so much. Yes. Well, thank you, CJ. I really appreciate your time. Um, thank you for the drink. I'm actually feeling better today. <laughs> Super dehydrated. It's 100 degrees out here right now. If you're going for a hard workout, try try pre workout. Pre workout. Your muscles are sore. We've got rescue, which is watermelon recovery. I'm uh, a mountain biker and surfer, and I sweat a lot. So the recovery is what I want to. When it's BCAA. It, it tastes great too. Like I, I would have gotten one, but it, they were all sold out. It's too. I'll popular. tell you what. I'll, I'll see if I can get you one <laughs> in, in return for the product placement. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all right, CJ. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Take care.